Hello, interview listeners. It's Jill, your host, with a quick reminder. The information shared in this podcast spans holistic, intuitive, and spiritual awareness for people and animals and should not be substituted for medical, psychological, or veterinary care. I'm not a healthcare professional, nor do I give advice within the medical, psychological, or veterinary fields. This applies to all guests and co-hosts. Please seek the appropriate help if you need to. Thank you. Now, on to the show. Hear Spirit Calling? I'm Jill and this is my intuitively guided podcast where all things spiritual, creatively mix and mingle. As an artistic mystic, we'll talk about everything from angels to energy, earth wisdom to meditation, and the psychic nudges only our soul knows. Thanks so much for joining me for another intuitive conversation. Welcome to another episode, everybody. I'm Jill, your friendly neighborhood artistic mystic. I'm a Reiki master and earth wisdom teacher, as well as pet portrait artist and writer. And I'm here to skip down the spiritual path with you to see what we see together, hopefully finding inspiration along the way, which is a perfect segue into today's show. I have guest Maggie Bellinger with me. She's an empath, intuitive, psychic tarot card reader, astrologer, and life coach from New Berlin, Wisconsin. And we're going to be talking about astrology and how your birth chart holds all the clues of your life path, as well as your personality characteristics and why this information can be so helpful. Thank you so much for being here today, Maggie. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jill. I'm very happy to be here. I'm so glad you could be here with me. I was so excited to talk about astrology. So thank you so much for carving out some time today. Absolutely. I'm excited to share. When and how did your passion for astrology come about? It's always been a passion of mine, but in 2010, I was turned on to somebody called Kipacha, and I started listening to his Pele reports, and he was just very good at explaining the planets and where they were today and how it affected everybody in the influencing of those planets. And I thought how amazing that was because it kind of shows how everybody in this planet is affected by the universe, right? And we are all one in that way. I started my interest with that. And then in 2015, I moved to Colorado. I am heavily influenced by Colorado's metaphysical, just the openness of the metaphysical there. I started to really dive into my spirituality and astrology was the very first place that I started this. I had met quite a few people along my journey who showed me not only the influence of where the planets are today and how that influences everybody, but the birth chart. That is where my passion started. Being a Virgo, I am a very analytical person, and I always like to kind of pick every little thing apart. So when I started to learn about my birth chart, I saw how compatibility was so important in the aspect of how we get along with people 
And so many of us judge others. What I started to find is I started to understand people in a different level and myself started embracing the differences of all of us and also the similarities as well takes that judgment out of it and it allows you to understand how we tick right so that's how i started and i just couldn't get enough of it then i went from my birth chart into my friends into my families and i started to see why we don't all see things in the same way we have very different influences that's how i got into it it's been a very long process for me i for a year, did nothing but study astrology, just followed other astrologers and their viewpoints, found my own calling with it. It is so accurate and so helpful. I remember having an astrology reading, not really sure what to expect. And the accuracy of that reading gave me a starting point as to where I was going to go with some of my spiritual interests. I learned more about myself personally. I was very excited with that reading. It has stuck with me for many years. And so that leads into the next question. What is the most valuable information in someone's birth chart? Every influence in a birth chart is very significant, obviously. But what intrigues me the most about a birth chart is the North and South node. And the reason for that is because it can really map out somebody's life purpose in this life. And it can really help you understand how you can evolve into the highest version of yourself. Your north and south node is like an arrow. I always explain your south node is at the end of that arrow and your north node is at the tip. So the south node is what you have come into this lifetime. Your soul has learned. The north node is where you are to evolve. For instance, my north node is Pisces. So it's always the opposite. My south node is Virgo. I did come into this life as a younger version of myself, as being somebody who really got into the analytical. I was an administrative assistant. I was in corporate America. People really looked up to me for doing Excel spreadsheets because I can get into the details. But I felt like there was something missing in my life, even though I was good at it. I felt like that had more to offer people. I needed to help people. And I really felt that on a spiritual level, I was missing the boat and I didn't know what that was. I always tell people I moved to Colorado because it was my calling. I needed that spiritual influence, that metaphysical influence in my life, which is very Pisces-like. It doesn't surprise people when I tell people my North Node is Pisces because now look at what I'm doing. So my Virgo side, it's not that I've lost it. I still have those learning lessons, but now I'm analyzing birth charts. So there you go. Is there an astrology sign that's more negative and positive than others? A lot of people do ask this, and really the simple answer is no, because every astrology sign has its strengths and its challenges. And I say challenges, not weaknesses, because it's just a challenge. But dependent on your birth chart, you may favor specific signs or find others more challenging to you as far as other people that come into your life, because just based on your own chart, it's just personally your compatibilities. I tend to vibe well with Virgo, Pisces, Scorpio, and Capricorn people, because those signs are very strong in my birth chart. Your sun sign is not necessarily the strongest aspects of your personality, would you say? Does the rising sign come into play a little bit more? And I don't want to jump ahead here, but 
it's not just about your sun sign. Is that correct? Your sun sign is very important. It is your core identity. But your rising sign is just as important because it is what you project out and your shine out into the world. A lot of times you'll hear it being your mask. I don't like that word so much, but it does make sense in the aspect that there's different physical features of every sign. So your rising sign can dictate a lot of the way you physically look, actually. How do you read someone's birth chart and how can the person then use that going forward in their life? And how often do you have to have the birth chart read? Your birth chart is really kind of set in stone. Now, where the planets are on a day-to-day can affect you on your day-to-day, okay? But as far as your influences go, there are two really main aspects that are important in a birth chart. That is your planets and your houses. Planets are gonna dictate influences of your personality. They're going to dictate your life purpose, those types of things. So it's like more directly as to who you are and those influences. Whereas your houses, which is the other piece of the birth chart, it starts with your rising sign, which is your house one. And then it goes down in order. My rising sign is Libra. So that would be my house one. That is my house of self. Okay. So your house one has a ruled sign. And every house, you have a sign specifically to you. So if you look at that, you have two different influences here in your chart. For me, with Libra being my house one, that's my house of self. My house of self is about Libra. What is Libra? It's relationships. It's what's beautiful to me. It is how I define myself. That's my house one. And house two is going to deal with your possessions and the influence is Taurus. It's always the next sign down. So that would be after Libra, you're going to have Scorpio. That is transformation. That is my possessions, how I deal with my finances. So you can see how if you go down the line and it goes down by order, it's very important to look at those because what that dictates is how you deal with different aspects in your life versus your planets, which is your personality. When I read a birth chart, I start out with the influences of each planet on someone's personality so that they can understand themselves and why their personality might gear towards different things. For instance, Mercury is communication, Moon is emotions, Venus is love, Mars is their masculine, how you take action, how you deal with anger, your sexual side where Venus is more of your romance and your love and how you love everything, not just people, but everything. So you can see how you put all that together. It makes people very complicated. It's not just your sun sign, right? Otherwise, everybody that's one sign would be the same exact person. First, I go through the personality, the planets, and explain to them why they tick the way they do. And then once we get through that, I like to let them know what their life purpose is. And so their south and north node, like I explained. Then I go into all of their houses, which is going to explain each area of their life and what sign that's in. What I really like to do is look at conjunctions within a birth chart. I'll just give this an example. My sun sign, my Mercury sign, and my Mars is all in Virgo. All right, so that's my planets. But then when I go to my house, my 12th house, the very last house, is also in Virgo, okay? That is all conjunction. That means they're all the same. What that says to me is that 
my core identity is Virgo-like. My Mercury, the way I communicate is very Virgo-like. And the way I take action is Virgo-like. And then in house 12, which is my spirituality, is all Virgo-like. So analytical. You can see how... In my spirituality, I like all the details and that's what makes me really good at what I do. And that's how I like to take action and as my core identity and how I communicate in a very organized, analytical, logical way. My reading many years ago, what happened for me as I was listening to the person going through my chart, it helped me to understand myself better and like myself more. Do you find that with people you offer readings for? That's what I love about astrology the most. It can really help you understand yourself on a very deep level instead of being judgmental of yourself and being like, oh, why am I like that? Oh, I hate that about myself. And instead you can be like, that's just my influence. And that's the way I am. Then you can work with that in a more positive way. That's what I love about astrology so much. And not only for yourself, but you can look at the world and other people in it and be like, okay, whenever I don't understand somebody, I always say, do you know what your birth chart is? Would you mind me doing your birth chart? Especially people that are close to me. That's the amazing part of it. Is it an hour that you book with people or what is the time frame? An hour is usually pretty good. It can get a little overwhelming for people any longer than an hour and any less than that, you're not getting enough information. So that seems to be a good time. Could you explain how you read not only what their signs are, but also if there's something that comes into the birth chart that affects the information, like I don't quite understand what it means when Mercury is in retrograde and how that affects my sign, my chart, my information. What does that mean? You can have Mercury in retrograde in your birth chart as I do. Actually, Mercury was in retrograde the day that I was born and the time I was born. There's two different influences here. For me personally, I actually do better than most people when Mercury is in retrograde because I don't have the same challenges that other people do. My influence just makes things a little bit easier. Now, the one thing I can't control is when things go haywire around me. I can't control that. And if you notice when Mercury's in retrograde, there's a lot of times we have issues with like computer issues. People around us will go quiet. It just kind of feels like there's a stuckness in communication during that time. And that's what Mercury in retrograde does to all of us as a whole. Yeah, you hear a lot. Oh, it's because of Mercury in retrograde. And okay, guys, hold on to your hats because Mercury's in retrograde. Everyone's different with how that affects them. It's start. As you as a person and how you communicate, it's going to affect you different if you were born during a Mercury retrograde versus not. But as far as other people around you, that is not going to be affected because it doesn't affect you as a person. I could not have a problem with communicating during Mercury retrograde, but say my brother could. What I do is when people around me go quiet, I just, okay, it's Mercury retrograde. It's going to be over in a few days and everything go back to normal and, you know, ride it out. <laughs> Yeah. If you wanted to know who you're compatible with romantically and what aspects are in your chart that you would need to look at, that's another one people seem to go to with astrology is who is my love match and who should I be seeking and why and how does that all come into play? As with anything, the whole chart can be really helpful. I like to look at their Venus sign, their Mars sign. And then in their houses, I like to look at house four, eight, and two, because 
And also this depends on the question the person has about their love life. Let's say communication is very important to them and that's their specific question. Well, then I would want to look at their Mercury, both people's Mercury signs. But if somebody specifically asked me, who am I compatible with romantically? Am I compatible with this person? I would look at both of their Venus and Mars. If it's a man and a woman, I will look at Venus and Mars to see how Venus is your feminine. Mars is your masculine. Venus is how you love, how you show love, your love language. Mars is how you deal with action, anger, sex. Okay. So those are important things in a romantic connection. And then house four represents your home life, your family life. That's important, right? Eight is sex as well. And then house two is finances. That's another thing people break up over. When I look at two people's charts, I want to see, do they both deal with finances? It doesn't have to be the same sign, but are the signs compatible? Aha, there it is, <laughs> compatible, right? Because we no. can meet people and think, wow, cool beans. But then if we're not compatible in those areas, it kind of comes down to the specifics of the astrological aspects of each person's characteristics, which makes complete sense. If you really want to get to the nuts and bolts of it, that's what it goes back to. And it feels like when you stray from that and you think, oh, it's fine. But then you look into the person's chart, you're like, wait, that's just who they are. And is that a match? Yeah, because if you look at finances, let's say somebody has a fire sign in their house and the other person has an earth sign in house too, that's two different ways of dealing with finances. One might be just spending, spending, spending without really worrying about it. And the other, the earth sign is going to be very practical. We need to save. So that could cause a lot of conflict in their finances, in their relationship. And ultimately it could end up in a breakup, right? So that's good to know. Another thing I wanted to ask certain dates and times to get married would you say that also goes hand in hand for a happy moment are you saying is it better to get married maybe at a certain time of the year based on your sign it could be not necessarily long term because that changes on a day-to-day but that's definitely a good way to look at it because we are all influenced by the planets and where they are today so where venus is where the moon is i really think that the moon And where that moon phase, not only what sign the moon is in, but the phase it's in, makes emotions really high when it's full. It's really just so fascinating. Could you tell me, astrology speaking, if someone is your soulmate, is that a thing? There's a lot of different things that you can look at in the birth chart to give you indicators. There's not a true tell, but there's some things that because of what I do, That is my passion is soul connections. I do get a lot of people that ask me that. So I had to really dive into people's charts to see if I could figure this out. And one thing that I noticed is that the North Node, which is the life purpose, a lot of times conjuncts other people's planets in a way that there's a very purposeful connection. So let's say Pisces is my North Node. A lot of my soul connections in my life have been people that have been Pisces somewhere in their chart very strongly. Somebody specifically that had Pisces and moon was a big part of where I'm at today. It was a soulmate connection. And then my twin flame actually has our Venus and Mars, our opposite. My Venus is Scorpio 
his is Taurus. My Mars is Virgo, his is Pisces. And so there's that twin flames are opposites, yin and yang, divine masculine, divine feminine. So that can give you an indicator because that's Venus and Mars is masculine, feminine. That makes a lot of sense. Those are the things. Did this person come into this person's life for some sort of purpose? And usually it's going to be in your North or South node. I always see that South node conjunctions that can be very karmic related because that comes from past life. So that could show somebody more lessons to learn in this lifetime. Could you share what the conjunctions a little bit more in your birth chart are about? That is going to be whenever you have a sign in a planet or a house, and it's also in another place. That's actually where things can get very complicated because it can actually change a sign. I describe it as putting salt and pepper on, like some seasoning on. So it doesn't literally change it. So my Venus in Scor is in Scorpio, but so is my Neptune. So even though my Venus is still Scorpio, it doesn't, doesn't really change. It gives a salt and pepper effect. Think of seasoning as sprinkle some Pisces on there. So my Venus is very watery, very intuitive, very emotional. That's how I love that's how I look at the world and anything. It's not just people. Anything that I love is both Scorpio and Pisces because Neptune influences Venus in that way because they're conjunct. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Understanding conjunctions really connect those dots. How did this influence you in your journey as an intuitive and then going into Reiki and life coaching, what was the avenue that started first? And then how did that progress? It's interesting you actually brought that up now because I was going to comment on what we were talking about before, which goes into that. So Venus being Pisces Scorpio is about deepness. It's about spirituality. And so I started to search for my counterpart as I had spent a lot of time in my younger years finding empty relationships. As some people were just fine living in a marriage where it was kind of like day to day, kind of the old fashioned marriage. I wanted something that was out of this world spiritual. I wanted my twin flame. So I manifested that when I moved back from Colorado. And although I didn't manifest my true twin flame at first, I needed some learning lessons before I was ready for that. I actually found a soulmate that taught me a lot of things. I started to connect with this person on a level that I started to vibrate at a totally different energetic level. And I knew it was energy that was happening. I didn't quite understand how to balance that energy out because it was very radical at the time. It was not logical. And I felt really a mess. So I decided to go get a Reiki session and felt so much better and called to become a Reiki practitioner. I started out with level one and two, which helped me give Reiki to myself and to other people. And I started to realize that when I started giving Reiki to other people, I was healing myself, not only them. That was a huge turning point for me. Then my ears started to ring and I started getting messages and I started channeling. 
And it's all flowed. I started reading tarot and family and friends were telling me how accurate I was. And then from there, I started to read at metaphysical shops where I publicly did readings and people were walking away crying and telling me how amazed they were. And I built my confidence level up to start believing in myself. Now, I was always an intuitive because I used to dream about things that would happen as a kid. But what happened when I met the soulmate is because I had the spiritual connection, it just amplified everything. That's the best way I can explain where I'm at right now. And um, that person faded out. I started to ask the universe to bring in who was meant for me and my twin flame, who I actually met eight years ago, came back into my life and showed up. He actually believes he's my twin flame too. We're on this journey together, but now I'm a divine feminine and I help other divine feminines find themselves because there's so many out there that are lost, especially on the twin flame journey. Even though I help everybody and I'm out here helping anybody and everybody, the twin flame journey is my passion. And so that's hence my business name. Do you feel like as everything is coming together and you're now here in Wisconsin, have you taken all those collective lessons from years past, trusting yourself? digging into your chart, digging into how to tell this to other people and connect with other people. What are your goals going forward with life coaching and how does that come into play? What was happening as I've been doing all these readings as people are walking away with information, like kind of an epiphany, an aha moment. There's kind of like, okay, now I think I have an idea of what's going on, where I need to go. I'm getting some answers, but now what? How do I get from point A to point B? And I notice a lot of people that come to me with life purpose questions, and that is a big part of the twin flame journey. Not that I just help people on life purpose with twin flame, but it is a huge part of it because unless you can figure out where you are in this world to help elevate this planet, you kind of feel very lost. So I decided as a life coach, I can help people. I knew I wanted to help people with my intuition. But at one time, I didn't know how I was going to do that. So I actually got a coach back when this first started. And this person said, well, if you want to do that, what are the steps that you need to do? What are the small steps? Well, I need to make a website. Well, the website I have up is the very first website I made back then. And I just made it. And she said, well, what about a name? And I came up with the name. And so it was little steps that brought me here along the way. But if you try to look at all of it at one time, it gets very overwhelming and a lot of people just drop the ball. So a coach can really help you look at things and kind of break things up into small little steps so it's not overwhelming. And then all of a sudden you look back and be like, wow, look at where I was and now look at where I'm at. I agree. We think sometimes we can figure it out on our own. We'll just figure out what we need to do or get advice from family or friends. And that's an oopsie moment because a lot mm -hmm. of times they're coming from a totally different perspective. It's better almost to find somebody else so that they can help you figure out how to achieve what you need to achieve for your own happiness. And what I love about life coaching, a lot of people don't realize this, but life coaching is not somebody telling you what to do or giving you advice. It's asking strategic questions to help you go deeper to find it within yourself. That's what I love about it. The way you describe that is perfect. I know you offer different things within your business, Intuitive Twin Flame. 
How can people find you to connect with you? I have a website, intuitivetwinflame.com, which is how people can book with me. I do have an office in New Berlin. I'm not there all the time, but it's by appointment and people can go on my website and look at everything there as far as what I offer, email me to date and time that works best. And then they can book that way. I do have different events that I go to in the area that I do mini readings, 15 minute readings at. I'm currently in the process of signing up with all the fall ones. I'll have this information, of course, in the show notes for the listeners. Also, I wanted to ask, do you have any advice as the whole planetary energy is changing to get centered? Staying grounded is going to be probably the best bet. And you can do that in many different ways. I love to get out outside and take my shoes off and plant my feet on the earth and imagine roots coming from my feet down into the earth and light going up into the universe and keeping yourself open. What that does is plant you to the planet earth and shines your light into the universe so that you can stay open for everybody that needs you or that you need. This is probably the best advice I can give. There's so many people that really focus on the negative and what they don't have being really appreciative is going to keep you in a state of gratitude and you're going to really attract the type of people and energies to you that you want that way. Between tarot card reading, astrology, Reiki energy being a part of your business, and then of course, helping people to figure it out for themselves. I love everything that you're offering. Is there anything that you'd like to share that we haven't covered? Just that if you are into sunflowers, you must see my office because it is all sunflowers. And the reason why I chose that is because sunflowers always look to the sun and find the positive in everything. So my whole office is decorated in sunflowers and it's even painted yellow. So you have to check it out. Oh my gosh, that really goes together with the energy that you exude. You're just so welcoming and so warm and so easy to talk to. This has been such a pleasure. I can't believe all this time has gone so quickly. Everything that you're offering is so in line with what people need now. It's just digging a little bit deeper into ourselves to figure out what we need to do, whatever that may be. You can help people figure that out for themselves in their life, right? Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who's rated, reviewed, and follows the show. I really appreciate your support. And if you've enjoyed this episode, tell a friend. Remember, new episodes of Hello Interview drop every Wednesday. Also, if you're interested in my intuitive wellness services, check out my website, spiritchi.org, for more information, as well as hellointerview.com for podcast updates. Until next week, everybody, let your love light shine. Take care. Bye. Bye.